Hey, this is Gratuitous. Welcome to Music Production Made Simple, the show that focuses on best practices about music production, which is based on FL Studio. If you're wanting to become the best producer you could be, subscribe and listen weekly. You can also check out my courses, which teach you the principles and basics of music production. They'll get you up and running quickly. In addition, I also have books on Amazon and tons of music on Spotify. Always feel free to hit me up at hi at itsgratuitous.com. So let's get into the episode. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 24. In this episode, we're going to be talking about making a career out of your music online, whether, you know, however you want to approach that, whether that is selling beats, whether it is selling your own music, or like uh, my approach, I have taken the approach of teaching and, you know, selling courses and stuff like that. Before we get into the episode, I just want to share that I have finished my course on how to use an audio interface as a beat maker. It will be released here very shortly. I just finished editing it up. I just have to watch it through, make sure there's no mistakes, and then I'll be uploading it to the various websites where I sell these courses. Okay, so let's get into the episode. So making a career out of music online. Now, this takes a lot of patience, okay? You have to you have to have thick skin, you have to believe in yourself, and you also have to figure out what avenue you'd like to take. Okay, throughout my career, uh, I tried many different industries to, f- you know, because within the music industry, there's many different, again, avenues you can take, whether that is sound design, whether it is your own music, right? For example, like, you know, let's say you're an artist, you record your own songs and you're trying to sell those, you know, like try to get on the radio through royalties, you know, so that's one avenue or there's the avenue of selling your beats, right? That's another avenue. Uh, in addition, you know, the route I more have taken in later years is selling these courses. But throughout my career, I've tried many of these different uh, avenues. Um, and it all kind of has to line up with who you are as a person, you know, like your morals and what you believe in and, and you know, what you kind of feel motivated behind, as well as what's working for you. Okay, because some things you're going to try and they're just not going to work for you. No matter how hard you try, you know, it's just going to be an uphill battle no matter what. And then eventually you're going to kind of find something that is starting to kind of work for you. And, you know, that is the avenue that you want to pursue a little bit more, even if it is something that maybe you don't fully like as long as it's starting to work for you, because maybe eventually you can kind of start incorporating the things that you do like around what is working. Okay, so, you know, again, you have to figure out what works for you. And once you do, you kind of start building and it's like the snowball effect. You know, you just keep rolling with it. Eventually it starts to grow and it starts to work for you. Now, I just want to talk quickly about YouTube. So in my early years, I started up the website beatstruggles.com. I created about 150 tutorials um, and, you know, it did okay, but it didn't benefit me for as much time as I was putting into it. Now, through that process, I learned a lot. Okay. I learned about a website. I learned how to start up a website. I learned how to code that was like PHP and like a database. And, you know, so that's a totally different industry. Um, even like graphic design, I learned a little bit, you know, Photoshop, but those are crucial skills to learn so that you can have, uh, you know, the knowledge to do these things without hiring people. For example, you know, how to set up like a simple WordPress website and how to design the pages. And, you know, if you want to set up like a newsletter so you so you can contact, uh, you know, your fans or your customers or whatever, right? Um, but so YouTube, it did okay for me in a sense that it kind of established like a little brand for myself. Um, but again, I was putting in so much time and I was not reaping the rewards. And many, uh, you know, I guess like the problem of that 
was because I didn't have the knowledge back then. You know, I was just, you know, I, I wanted to somehow make a career in the music industry. So I started up this website. I started to do tutorials. I started to write articles. Um, I did, I, you know, I didn't know anything about like affiliate marketing back then. So I missed out on a huge opportunity, you know, because I did quite a few reviews. Uh, so I could have made, you know, some money through that, which I missed out on. Um, so again, you know, I just spent all this time trying to, you know, start up this website. I did that for about five, six, seven years. Again, about 150 tutorials. And over time, you know, without, without reaping the benefit of money, I eventually just started to get burnt out, you know, in a sense of I was putting so much time in, I was benefiting people, you know, people were commenting, they were saying, I like it. And if you look at a lot of my tutorials and stuff on beat struggles, like there is so many likes to the amount of dislikes. And, you know, I take pride in that. And I really appreciate the people, you know, giving all those likes because it just shows me that, you know, these tutorials are to the point, you know, for the most part, you know, looking back, there are some tutorials where it's like, you know, I'm rambling on, but a lot of the tutorials, you know, people were just saying they're great. Okay. So that lets me know that these people are liking my videos, my courses, you know, tutorials, etc. But I was benefiting them, but they weren't benefiting me. Okay. Now it might sound selfish, but it's important to think this way because it's a business, right? You want to be making it worth your time. And if you're not reaping the benefits of you know, financially, then you're going to get burnt out eventually. So this is why I've kind of fallen away from YouTube uh, even though, you know, yes, that following and that subscriber base is important to an extent, in my experience, uh, YouTube is one avenue, whereas I just took more of creating the course approach, you know, so I just kind of figure, um, you know, if I create a course and it can bring me in, let's say, you know, I always be generous in the number, like, let's say it can bring me in $10 a month, okay? And right now I have like 20 courses, so that's bringing me in. That's bringing me in, you know, however much money a month, right? Whereas YouTube, if you create a video and that video might take you, you know, I don't know how much time, you know, it could take you an hour, it could take you three hours, it could take you five hours, or it could take you 20 minutes to create a video. But when you release that video and you're only bringing in like one or two dollars like a month, if that off of these videos, I just figured that was like, okay, I would rather create a course, which takes me a little bit longer to create but it's bringing me in a guaranteed like $10 a month ish, you know, and again, I'm being generous because some courses perform a lot better than other courses. For example, my piano course, my learn piano for beat makers and producers is, you know, it performs very well every single month and it constantly gets awesome reviews, but I be generous in that number uh, just to kind of give me a reference point to compare against YouTube. Okay. Because, you know, you see these people with like 500,000 subscribers, you know, I'm talking more about like, like the music industry with tutorialists and stuff like that. You know, I just always think back to how much effort it takes to make it onto YouTube and the financial rewards aren't as good. Okay. You're always going to make more money by creating your own products and stuff like that. So that's one of the reasons why I started to fall away from YouTube is because, you know, one, you know, my passion is teaching as well as I have a passion to create music too. Uh, but I, I just kind of realized I was, you know, I wouldn't be able to continue this if I kept doing the YouTube approach. I was just putting way too much time in, you know, it was taking away from like my own life 
and I wasn't reaping the financial benefits, you know. Um, as soon as I started to create these courses, you know, I think I think like the very, very first month I made like $17 or something like that. And I was like, okay. But again, that $17 was more than like, let's say, 30 YouTube videos, which, you know, aren't getting thousands and thousands of views, you know. So right away, I could, you know, I could see the ratio. It was like, okay, creating that one course was bringing me in way more money than the amount of time and videos I needed on YouTube. So here's a few points I wrote about why YouTube has fallen off for me. So the music industry is very, very hard. Okay. Just in my experience over these years of doing this online for about, you know, seven to 10 years ish around there. I've just found the music industry is very, very hard. I find it's very, very hard to sell stuff to people um, because the thing is the music industry is a hobby for most people. Okay. Yes, they like to do it, but they have to justify that, you know, that purchase. Whereas, you know, other industries might be a necessity for some people. So, you know, the thing is they might be buying a product no matter what. It's just a matter of making them uh, you know, select your product over another person's or another company's product. Whereas the music industry, since it's a hobby for most people, it's like, you know, it's kind of even, should I buy it worth or, or versus like, should I save the money? Uh, again, so money is more important than the following. Now, again, this might seem selfish and stuff like that, but again, you are the creator in a sense of you're creating the tutorial, you're creating the content. And if these people like your content, uh, you have to justify is the time you're putting into that worth it, okay? Are you putting in tons of time, but you're only bringing in like $2 a video a month, whereas a course could be making you way more money, right? I also uh, realized over the years that most YouTube watchers, they want things for free, okay? You know, they, these people will take, take, take from you and they will not give back. And that's why it's important to kind of draw that line and realize what is working for you and what isn't. And the things that are working for you, those are the things you want to pursue so that you can continue to grow and flourish rather than get burnt out. Okay. Now, this isn't to say I don't use YouTube anymore. You know, I still post the odd video on there as well as like promote, promote like my new courses and stuff on there. But I've just kind of pulled back from YouTube because again, it, you know, as much time as I was putting in, it wasn't benefiting me. It was benefiting other people, but not me. And again, it sounds selfish, but as a business, you need to focus on the areas which are going to help you grow uh, financially, um, you know, even just as a person, right? You you have to grow, otherwise you're being held back, okay? Just wanted to shift a little bit into a different topic. It's still to do with money, but more about how to handle your business, okay? So again, I've been doing this online for about 10 years now, uh, again, with beach struggles. So when I first started Beat Struggles, I had no business plan at all in a sense of how to make money. So, you know, I was created this website, I was educating people and, you know, I was, I was on fire in a sense of having the passion to teach people about all the audio gear, all the questions I had when I started up. Um, but again, you know, I missed out on the opportunity to, you know, with affiliate marketing uh, through like Amazon. Um, okay. So because of that, you know, I did that for however many years of all these tutorials and stuff like that, you know, with YouTube, they, they had AdSense, all the ads you can have on your, you know, on your YouTube videos. So I was making some money through there and I was like, oh, awesome. I was like, if I could just keep creating all these videos, I can start making more money. But again, some videos were performing better than others. And on average, you know, it was only bringing me in like maybe, uh, maybe gas in my car for like the month or something like that. And realistically, like, 
for the amount of time and effort I was putting in, it wasn't worth it. So that was the very, very early stages of me online with Beat Struggles. And then I started to kind of meet some other people within the industry, you know, sound designers, other companies and stuff. And I started to create what was called like the Soundpack Flyer. This was before the actual official website. And I started to just sell sound kits. So we just had like a 50-50 kind of deal where I took their sound kit. Uh, we actually, you know, put it on discount. It was only for like a limited time. You could purchase it. And then, you know, I was starting to kind of make some money there. Not a huge amount of money, but a significantly more amount of money than my other avenues. And I was like, okay, well, this is cool. So I started to release a couple different volumes of the Soundpack flyer. The whole idea was kind of like, you know, a grocery store, they send you a flyer out every week uh, sharing, you know, what's on sale. And I kind of took that same approach for sound kits. Uh, my favorite sound kits from different vendors uh, start to kind of grow a little bit that way. And then eventually I was like, well, let's create a website for this. So it was actually called soundpackflyer.com. And I started to sell sound kits for like uh, Sounds in HD, uh, Exclusive Audio, Anodomity Beats, uh, Beat Butcher was on there. Um, so we had, you know, I had a whole bunch of different sound kits I was selling. Uh, we even had like Booney Mayfield on there too. But again, you know, it started to grow. And then it again, the amount of money I was making versus the time of, you know, doing payouts and everything like that, it was just kind of like, mm, I feel that I could put my time somewhere better. So, you know, it was cool. I was making a little bit more money than I was in other areas. And then I started to create courses, okay? I started to sell them on my own website. But the thing was, I wasn't, you know, I had some traffic, but, you know, maybe... Maybe it was like 250, 300 people a day visiting my website. And just because you have those 300 people doesn't mean that they're actually visit, visiting your courses, okay? You know, since I wrote articles and about reviews and stuff, they could be visiting that stuff. So I was making, you know, some money through these courses. But again, my passion was teaching. You know, I like to create courses and, and educate and I like best practices and stuff like that. Then I started to venture out into other uh, websites that you can sell your courses on, such as like Udemy and stuff like that, okay? There is where I started to see a little bit more increase in revenue. And the reason for that is because, you know, a site like Udemy is such a big website. They have so much traffic. They have people coming in and searching, you know, how to use FL Studio, right? And your video has way more potential to show up to these potential customers. Now, yes, you're not making as much money, but you are getting in the eyes of more people. And that was just kind of my progress of how I've started up online. Um, again, nowadays, it's a lot easier to understand uh, this, you know, all this stuff. YouTube has exploded. Like when I first started YouTube, you know, it was still pretty big, but it wasn't to the point of, you know, vlogging. Like vlogging wasn't really a thing when I first started. It was more about maybe when I was halfway in, it started to become way more popular. Um, just to give you a reference point. Okay. So with that said, this has taken me about 10, 11 years to achieve where I'm at. And by no means am I living off of this, but it is paying for a lot of stuff. Like it's paying for my equipment. Uh, it's paying for even bills or, you know, things I have there. Uh, it's really, really awesome because it's just this passive income coming in every month, uh, but I've worked very, very hard for it. You know, I'm up to like 20 courses now. I think at the beginning of this year, I don't know the exact number, but I think it was like at seven to 10 courses. And now I'm at 20 courses. So in this year alone, I've created about 10 courses. 
which is awesome. And again, I just kind of give it like that reference of like, you know, 10 to $20 per course per month. That's kind of just like my ballpark. But again, some courses do much better than others. And I just kind of give that as a general number. And then I just kind of think in the long run, it's like, well, how many courses do I need to create to actually do this full time? Again, when you're selling on multiple websites, you know, these numbers can all be different, but it's just a reference point. Okay. So I just want to talk about managing your monies online. Okay. Now disclaimer, I am not an accountant. Don't listen to me, get professional qualified advice, but this is what I've done over the years and I feel it works for me. So when you have money coming in, you know, now you're actually a business. Okay. And again, this is Canada where I live. So the rules may be different where you are, but when you're bringing income in, you're, you know, you're pretty much considered like a business in the government's eyes. So you have to claim that income. And if you have any expenses and stuff like that. Okay. So again, when you are, you're considering yourself a business, you do have the benefit of write-offs and expenses. So when you do claim income, you want to make sure that you're also claiming expenses, such as, you know, if you have a home and you have an area in your room, you know, that is an office expense, or even if you are renting somewhere and you actually claim one area for your business purposes, again, that is an expense and you can take a percentage of, you know, whatever, whatever um, square foot, square footage of that area. Again, you just have to read into it and, you know, just get professional advice. Make sure you're doing it the proper way because as it starts to grow, you know, you're, you've done it right the whole way. Now, for people in the States, they have what's called like an LLC. It allows them to incorporate at a very, very low cost. It's really, really awesome. I wish we had that in Canada, but we don't. Uh, in order to incorporate, you know, to create a corporation in Canada, it is more expensive and the yearly fee to get your taxes done is significantly more. Uh, so at the moment, I'm just a sole proprietorship. Um, and the benefit of that is even the money I make from a real job, I'm able to write off like, you know, I'm able, I'm able to use in my write-offs for my business because I'm a sole proprietorship. So any income I receive, it can be from like my personal, which is called like a T4 here in Canada. So a T4 is a tax slip that you receive at the end of the year uh, to do your taxes from your employer. So that's really awesome because let's say I made a hundred dollars online, but then I bought, let's say a sound pack for $50. Okay. Now I have to claim a hundred dollars, but then I also claim that I also had the expense of $50, which means that I only pay tax on $50. Whereas an individual who is not, uh, you know, acting as a business, they would actually have to pay tax on that hundred dollars. Okay. So that's just where the benefit comes in is when it comes down to taxes, you're able to uh, use what you have purchased to further your business uh, to not pay as much in tax. Okay. So just to give you an idea, like for myself, like, you know, I recently purchased a new camera for my business. Okay. It was like $1,300. It's an expensive camera, but it's so nice. Like if you guys check out my new courses, you'll see how crisp I look. Like, I really, really like it. The camera is a Sony a 6,400. It's a great camera. Uh, just make sure, you know, you, you get a nice lens on there. It will even push that camera even further. Uh, but again, like, you know, if you're purchasing like a MIDI keyboard or speakers and stuff like that, you could be writing this stuff off. But again, you have to have a track record of that, 
you are a business, that you are trying to make money, that you are, you know, whether 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 that is selling your beats, uh, creating music to sell like on the radio, or you know, in my case, you know, I'm selling courses, so it's really easy for um, you know people to look and see. Oh yeah, well he has a business. Um, okay, so now how I manage these monies is there's a program called QuickBooks. I personally tried it in my early years, and I was just like, do you know what? this is more complex than what I really need it for. So I ended up just doing a spreadsheet, okay? Now, one thing to talk about is some some items you actually can't write off 100% in that year. It's what's called depreciation. Uh, that's what it's called here in Canada anyways. And what happens is you actually have to write off certain items over time. But I've just found the most simple way to approach this is just to do it by month, okay? So I actually create... A spreadsheet to track my income and expenses okay so one spreadsheet and I create two columns one column is for income and I literally just write the item I write the amount it just gets tallied at the bottom and then I have expenses again I write the item I write the amount I paid for it and then at the bottom I just tally it up so again did I go plus or minus for that month uh, I do that for monthly yearly as well as overall. Now, I warn you, this stuff could be very, very dry in a sense, you know, it's really, really boring. But if you do this once a month, okay, so once a month, just go and track your, um, you know, wherever you're making money. So through PayPal, check your bank account, uh, all this different stuff in a sense of track your income and track your expenses for each month. You'll be so organized. And then it's just a matter of either printing off each month or just putting it into a PDF format and then emailing it to whoever your tax person is. And then they can do the, you know, the depreciation stuff accordingly. And, you know, you're good to go. It's super, super easy. Again, just to give you a reference point of what you can kind of write off again, like this camera, uh, there's like a capture card to get these DSLR cameras, um, you know, into your computer. So, you know, there's that, you know, I purchased a new computer specifically for these courses and for my own music production. So, you know, I wrote that off, uh, microphones, your equipment, you know, as you start to grow, it's like, these are the things that you need to make your business run better and run smoother. And it's like, that's what business is. And that's what they allow you to do. It's business. You're allowed to write off. But my biggest thing I want to suggest to you is just don't cheat on it. Okay. Just be truthful write down your income, write down your expenses. And as you start to grow, you'll learn that there are ways of how you can save money through your, you know, how you do this, like the actual process. And as you start to grow, you can talk to, you know, professional advisors, they can guide you through it. Again, don't cheat the system, but use what they've given you. And it's actually amazing that, you know, how you can grow. Okay. Um, so, Again, that's pretty much all I want, wanted to talk about in this episode was, first of all, you know, figure out how do you want to go about in this music industry? There's many different avenues, but you have to find out what interests you and you have to try other areas too. Like, you know, like something will work for you more than something else. And the one that is working more for you, that's the one you want to try and pursue a little bit more uh, because it's going to be more worth your time. Again, you have to value your time versus how much money you're making. And it's important because if you're not making money, you are going to get burnt out for the amount of time you're putting in 
or you're not going to put in as much effort as you could because when you're getting paid accordingly to your efforts, you're able to put more effort and more quality behind that product. Because again, since you're getting paid, it's subsidizing that time and that effort. Okay. You're being rewarded, which is awesome. It's a great feeling. When you're not being rewarded, you kind of get bitter. (laughs) You get cold, you get tired, you get burnt out and you don't want to pursue it. You don't, you know, like your creativity kind of gets dampened. Okay. So not to say that YouTube is bad, YouTube is an opportunity, but you have to be careful on how much time you are putting into something versus what it's giving you. If it's giving you lots, well, that's great. But I know for the average uh, you know, person on YouTube, it's not, okay? So just, just be careful of your time and your efforts and figure out an avenue that is working for you and push it a little bit further. Uh, again, just to wrap up on like the monies. So learn about how to actually track your income and expenses. Okay. Again, if I made a hundred dollars from a mixing client, I claim a hundred dollars. Or if I made a hundred dollars from my courses, I claim a hundred dollars. Okay. And I just make each, um, you know, on the income column, I would just make, um, you know, a new row for each item that I made money. Okay. So for example, let's say I did some mixing services for a hundred. Let's say I made uh, money off my courses for a hundred. So I have $200 and I would list each one individually. Now let's say expenses. Now let's say I had um, this camera. Let's say it was $1,000. So now I'm $800 in the red. I've lost $800 buying this camera because I made 200. I spent a thousand. Now we're $800 minus, right? So within business, you're actually able to save that loss and actually carry it over into future years. Or sometimes you can even actually go back in time too. Again, that's where I'm saying that once you start to learn how this stuff works, you can really start being creative in how you approach it. But again, if you are truthful and you always write down all your numbers that you are claiming, then you can take advantage of this stuff. A lot of people think that, oh, I'm going to take this money under the table. And it's like, well, okay, well, if you take that money under the table, in other words, not pay taxes on it and try and hide it, then you can't take advantage of all these different vehicles that you've been given to kind of pay less tax or, you know, use it to benefit you. Okay. Now, again, just just with your spreadsheets, I recommend creating one for the month, one for the year, and then one overall. And then you just add your numbers in accordingly. And it's, it's that simple. Okay. I've just found that that has been the most simple way to track my online business rather than a program like QuickBooks. Uh, First of all, something like QuickBooks, you have to like pay monthly or whatever. Uh, You have to learn the software. And typically those types of programs are for companies that have like employees and stuff where they can generate, um, you know, statements and, you know, they're very, very advanced programs. There's even like, you know, easier programs. And if you do want to do an online program, like that's totally up to you. I've just found that a simple spreadsheet, you know, I just use um, like open office or um, the new one is, is a Libre office. It's like Microsoft Word, but it's open source and it's free. I just use that spreadsheet. So in other words, it's free. It's not taking any of my money. I just send in these documents when I'm done at the end of the year. Okay, so I hope the best with your online endeavors or even if you are online or not with your business. The biggest thing I can say is it takes a lot of patience, okay? You're going to have a lot of hardships, 
But at the end of the day, if you believe in yourself, if you feel that you have a gift or that you have like a knack in that type of industry that you feel that you can excel in, you got to just keep working towards it. You may not get there today. You may not get there in five years. You may not get there in 10 years. Again, I've been doing this for quite a long time now. And again, I'm not making enough money to fully financially live off of it. But especially in these last few years, it's really, really grown. And it's a really, really rewarding thing. Uh, Even looking back and seeing how hard I've worked to get to where I'm at today, and I'm still not even where I want to be because, you know, I would love to do this full time uh, and that it pays for itself, you know? So I hope the best for you guys. And uh, again, just always feel free to reach out to me with any questions. I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Thanks for checking out the episode. If you had any questions, visit itsgratuitous.com slash podcast, select an episode and submit your question at the bottom of the page to the contact form. If you'd like to take my FL Studio courses, see my current studio and podcasting gear, read my books or are interested in lessons, visit the link itsgratuitous.com slash learning. That page will redirect you to more info and resources. I hope the best with your productions. I'm Gratuitous and I'll see you in the next episode.